and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through actionable legal, tax, money, and business topics. I'm Braden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator. If you are ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, you are in the right place. But before we fully dive in, here is a quick word from my sponsors. This episode is brought to you by my free training, The Three Legal and Tax Mistakes Made by New and Experienced Business Owners and How You Can Avoid Them. Here's the thing. There's a few key things we've all got to do to make sure we unfuck our biz. I've seen all the mistakes and I know how to help you get past them. So here's what I want you to do. Go to www.unfuckyourbiz.com, sign up for the free training, watch it, and do at least one of the homework assignments I share in the masterclass. Promise? Okay, now let's dive into the episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 97 of the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and today I am doing another question and answer episode. So, If you're new to the podcast, I'm going to explain this for all of our newbies. Apologies to the podcast veterans. I know you've heard this a million times. But what we do here on the podcast pretty much every Tuesday, I know I kind of broke this rule uh, the last uh, couple weeks, but every Tuesday, I take a question from my Facebook group, Braden's Besties, and answer it here on the podcast. So when you go to join the group, go join if you're not already a member, Braden's Besties, Creatives Getting Their Legal and Tax Shit Legit you will be prompted to share a legal and tax question that you have in business. And my community manager and my VA collects all of those questions and they accumulate them on a Trello board for me. So then I can pick one every Tuesday to answer, which is super fun. So today's question comes from Jennifer Sandage, I think is how you pronounce your last name, Jennifer. But Jennifer's question is, I'm so confused by how my new LLC should handle taxes. Jennifer, you're not alone. Should I be paying estimated tax? Should I do self-employment tax? And how does my spouse's income affect my need to pay quarterly tax? So there's three questions in here. I'm going to spend most of the time on the last one because I've answered the other two here on the podcast before, but I will quickly kind of gloss over those. So question number one, estimated taxes for LLCs. The first kind of note I have for you, Jennifer, uh, particularly, and everyone else to whom this is relevant, is that LLCs are disregarded entities, which is a fancy way of saying they don't file their own tax returns. The information for your LLC, your income and expenses, goes on your personal tax return if you're a single member LLC, meaning you have no business partners. So your income and expenses go on what we call an IRS form Schedule C, translation, It's the exact same form that you use when you had a sole proprietorship. So if you've already filed taxes before you formed your LLC, there's literally no difference for your income taxes. So that kind of helps answer that question. Second, you ask about self-employment tax. So your self-employment tax actually gets lumped into income tax. So when you go and input all your information into the tax return, they're just going to tell you how much tax you owe. And they'll show you the breakdown between the different taxes, but it's not like it's helpful for you to have that information, but you get a total tax bill. So ideally, if you've been told that you need to save X percent or Y percent, and you're saving that amount and paying that amount, that should cover both taxes. And if not, we need to reallocate your savings. So the third part of your question 
was how does my spouse's income affect my need to pay quarterly taxes? And I love this question because most people would not think to ask this and it's actually super important. So I'm going to read a section from my new book because you guys know I'm in book promo mode. The book comes out hopefully next week. Keep your fingers crossed that everything gets set up in an expeditious manner. But this is um, a quick section of my book. And a some of it's going to be a little bit out of context because I'm not going to read you the whole book. And so some of it references other parts, but it should still be helpful. So it starts with revisiting spousal income. As you can see from the examples, the more sources of income you have, the more complex quarterly taxes are to estimate. The same is true when we introduce spousal income. The math gets really muddy when both spouses have multiple sources of income, particularly when maintaining separate finances. I'll illustrate with two examples. The first just to highlight my own personal taxes. My husband and I married in late December. U.S. tax law allows married couples who are married for any part of the year to file as married filing jointly for that whole year. That whole year, I was in grad school working about eight hours each week at West Elm. My husband had a healthy standard salary for a government attorney in California. I probably earned less than $10,000 in that year. He went from years of paying taxes as a single person to filing as a married person, in which case his expected refund would stay the same, assuming his now spouse, me, were earning about the same amount. I wasn't. In fact, I was functionally a dependent on his tax return, but he still had a hefty withholdings that year. The result was a substantial refund. No complaints. It paid for our honeymoon in Maui. But as I started making money, the story became different. Our joint income affects my tax rate on my self-employment income. Often taxpayers advise self-employed folks like you and me to pay just enough in quarterly taxes in order to not owe taxes. Newly married individuals should prep for this, particularly if one spouse is used to or expects a refund. These strange dynamics can also skew our image of our business's profitability. To show how, meet Chassis Bell, owner of Chassis Bell Design. When Chassie joined Unfuck Your Biz, she had a successful design business and also earned income through a side gig as a freelance dance instructor. Her husband had a comfortable full-time job from which he received a W-2. He also had a freelance gig and together they owned a rental property. In total, that was five streams of income coming into the household. They'd occasionally have stock gains and other one-off sources of income. Chassie was also told to set aside about 30% of her business's income, but she shared that after getting her estimates from her taxpayer, paying the tax, and filing her annual returns, it felt like she was paying closer to 50% of her business income to taxes. Coupling that with business expenses, she was taking home less than 30% of gross revenue. She'd look at She'd look at her place in the federal tax bracket around 33% and the state tax bracket 11% and figured 44%, the 44% total is close enough to 50%. That must be the cost of running a business. At the end of the day, her hourly wage felt like about $15 an hour. She contemplated, why even bother doing all the hard work for that much? When Chassie joined Unfuck Your Biz, my group program, she went through the full quarterly tax 
calculation process and determined her household's total tax percentages were 28%. In other words, 28% of all income brought into the home went back to pay taxes. What she hadn't considered before was that four out of her five sources of income weren't subject to tax withholdings. Effectively, Chassie's business was paying all the quarterly taxes on her business income, her own freelance income, her husband's freelance income, and their rental property income. This isn't wrong per se, and I didn't ask Chassie details about her family's banking or money ethos, so the rest of this is purely hypothetical. If all income goes into one joint spousal bank account, does it really matter who's paying the taxes? Probably not. Does it help to have an understanding of these nuances anyway? Ideally, the way to handle a situation like Chassie's is to set aside the total tax percentage on each individual stream of income. When you're crunching the numbers, thinking about your business's profit, having existential internal monologues on your financial role in the marriage, things we all do. Taxes play a huge part. This is especially true if you're putting 50% of the hard-earned money from the business towards taxes. In summary, take the time to learn how taxes work. It'll bring clarity. So that's the end of the section of the book I wanted to read to you. I hope that this provides a little bit of context. The takeaway for this is that if you're married and you file a tax return jointly, then your tax percentage, the tax that you owe on your income, is going to be based on your household income. So if you individually make $50,000 and your spouse makes $150,000, then your joint income is $200,000. So you need to be paying and saving tax for a couple making $200,000, which, not to overly complicate things, is going to be relatively similar to how much tax an individual making half that, $100,000, would be making in their job. So what this means is that if there's a disproportionate level of income between you and your spouse, that's going to affect the taxes that you need to be safe, that you need to be paying. So if you're the higher income earner, your taxes lower in your spouse's lower income is actually going to bring your tax savings down. And if in the reverse, which is what's typical for newer business owners, you're making less than your spouse, then their higher income is then going to require you to be saving more for taxes. Because at the end of the day, the IRS doesn't care so much exactly what you're making. They more care about what's coming into the household because we have a progressive graduated tax system and that at the end of the day just makes sense. So hopefully this book chapter helped out, made, um, made some sense, helped you out. But just know it was out of context and the rest of the book has a lot more guidance and specifics on these topics. So if you want to learn more, and you have not already, go to my website, www.bradendrake.com forward slash book to get the free chapter of my book, which is all about LLCs. It should be super helpful for Jennifer as well as the rest of you. And then uh, if you love it, you can buy the full copy of the book when it releases next week. Planning on the price point being $29, so not a massive investment, um, but I'm hoping I'm recording this a few weeks before it releases. I'm hoping within the next week, I'll have it all set up and ready for you all to purchase. So I'll have all the final details then. Meanwhile, keep tuning in to the podcast. I'm going to read a couple more sections from the book this Thursday. And also we're going to do a bonus episode on Friday, which will be super fun. So I will be back in your podcast app then. And I hope that you have a great week. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie 
while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.